From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Bitcoin's second biggest quarterly loss ever. And it's our Week in Review. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here comes the money. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, July 1st, 2022. The year is going by too damn fast. (laughs) The time is 7.55 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Let's get into those crypto prices. Got Bitcoin sitting at $19,191, up 0.8% in 24. We have Ethereum at $1,050, up 3% in 24. Tether is number three. USDC is number four. And BNB, Binance Coin, is number five at 218, up 5% in 24. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. And Bitcoin has posted its steepest quarterly loss in 11 years as the price of Bitcoin, the top cryptocurrency, has plummeted as much as 56.3% between April and June. And this is according to data from blockchain analytics firm Skew. This is the worst quarterly performance since Q3 of 2011, when Bitcoin fell 66.6% from 1540 to 514. The total market cap of this space today is $863.6 billion. That's up 1.3% in 24, a BTC dominance of 42.4 and an F dominance of 14.7. Moving into our week in review, on Monday, Bitpanda joined a growing list of cryptocurrency companies to have announced layoffs in the wake of the recent downturn. Other companies include Crypto.com, Bitso, BNBit, BlockFi, and Coinbase, which is cutting 18% of its workforce, even resending new job offers. Bitpanda reduced employees from 1,000 to 730. Solana Labs had some big news this week. On Monday, they announced that they're building not only a mobile software platform, but also a smartphone. Solana Labs revealed the Solana Mobile Stack, or SMS, software kit, which provides tools for developing native Android mobile apps, walls, and games, and includes a decentralized app store. The company also revealed the Saga, a powerful Android smartphone that will be released in early 2023. On Monday, FTX, the cryptocurrency exchange led by billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried, has entered into negotiations to acquire a stake in the crypto lending firm BlockFi, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. There was unnamed sources with this, but rumors throughout the week has been buzzing. The acquisition talks were on the heels of BlockFi's announcement earlier this week that it secured a $250 million line of credit from FTX, which the crypto industry largely considers a bailout. And finally on Monday, Snoop Dogg and Eminem released a new music video with their Bored Apes. Again, really cool to see what people are doing with the Bored Ape IP. 
On Tuesday, we put out a show talking about this so-called, in air quotes, bailout of BlockFi and other crypto lending firms. And this all came from an email that I got from a listener. And we wanted to talk about the ethos of the space. What should and should not be going on? Am I, in air quotes, irked? (laughs) And is this really a bailout? And so I encourage everybody to go back to Tuesday's show and listen to that discussion. And another thing I want you to listen to is the All In podcast, because they're discussing this on this week's episode. And their idea of everything that happened in the crypto space is that it's about time that this happened. And I'm going to summarize this and just, you know, <laughs> and, and maybe put it in a nutshell and obviously paraphrase. But Chamath Palihapitiya, who is a billionaire investor himself, he looked at this as, look, everybody was thinking that you were doing something different than the traditional finance world or the banking practices. And at the end of the day, when you open up the hood, it was exactly the same. And while there are big hopes and wishes and dreams about creating a different system, at the end of the day, this was the same thing, the same practices that led to 2008, but without the guardrails, without the regulations, and without the backstop of any kind of structure that could prevent this from tumbling down and watching the dominoes fall. Listen to the both conversations, myself and Paul McNeil, and the All In podcast, and you'll see what we're talking about, because... The ethos, in my opinion, of the space was to prevent this. On Wednesday, we heard that Voyager Digital is making good on his promise to chase down crypto hedge fund 3 Arrows Capital for owed money. The crypto broker has reported to lend 3 Arrows Capital $350 million in USDC and 15,250 Bitcoin, totaling over $673 million at today's prices. On June 22nd, Voyager claimed it requested partial payment or repayment of $25 million to be given to them by June 24th. And it wanted the rest of the money by, I think it was like June 27th. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> that request was not met. Three O's Capital was ordered to liquidate by a court in the British Virgin Islands, according to Sky News. So liquidation refers to the formal shuttering of a business due to its inability to pay off debts and other financial obligations. This spawned Nexo to come out and say, hey, we're nothing like Celsius and other crypto lenders. And here's what the data shows. Long story short to that is that they're trying to make the case that they're different by using numbers and saying, hey, look at what we're investing in. Look what we have. Look at look at our collateral. But even though those numbers might add up today, will they add up when Bitcoin goes to $7,000 or if Ethereum, I should have said if Bitcoin goes to $7,000 or if Ethereum goes to say $300? I don't know if it can stand up to that. And given the current state of the market, it's not hard to understand why everybody's skeptical of Nexo. Noah Buxton said, nobody trusts anybody, even though you're showing proof in their face. And that's the thing that irks me. Here I am irked. Is that don't trust, verify. If things were done on chain, like they're supposed to be in the blockchain space and in Bitcoin, you wouldn't have to trust anybody. You would see it all on chain. And here's the inherent issue with the space and why I'm irked. Moving on to Thursday, we heard that the total volume of Ethereum NFTs has declined 55% in the past month from 1.3 million ETH to just around 584,000 ETH, according to NASEN data. That's a drop from just under $2.6 billion to about $672 million, which is roughly a 70% decrease when valued in U.S. dollars. 
On Thursday, we heard the SEC rejected an application from Grayscale to convert its Grayscale Bitcoin trust into an ETF, an effort Grayscale has been publicly pushing since April of last year. And now, Grayscale is suing. And I hopped on a call with a lawyer last night and we spoke about this. He said, I don't know if it's really called suing. You're not really suing, but you're challenging the ruling. And we don't know if that's suing. And so we have to look a little bit more into it. But also, he, he mentioned that this is exactly how you don't get things done. He actually praised me on my critique yesterday. And I want to say thank you. Thank you, John. Um, but if you sue somebody, you're tying up the whole process. And you're going to have to wait for it to get up through the court. And I promise you, if you're suing somebody, you're not going to get anything done. They're not going to do you a favor and say, oh, okay, well, you know, we just want to go through this here, have your ETF. No, no. <laughs> they're going to wait and they're going to sit and see how it goes through the course. So Grayscale, I don't know if you're suing, but if you are suing, maybe just back off and just maybe just back off. And But I don't know if this is actually suing or a lawsuit is probably challenging the ruling. Also on Thursday, we heard that OpenSea suffered a data breach after an employee at Customer.io, the platform's email delivery partner, leaked user data. In a blog post on Thursday, the marketplace said that an employee of Customer.io misused their employee access to download and share email addresses. (laughs) Okay. And they got those email addresses from OpenSea users to subscribe to their newsletter. And so the problem here is is that it's very possible people are going to use these addresses to try to scam you. Remember, it's OpenSea.io, not OpenSea.xyz, OpenSea.org, OpenSea.com. No, it's OpenSea.io. And if you do get an email, which I did get an email yesterday from, I think, OpenSea. I just looked at it and just deleted the email. I could care less. But here's the thing. If you open the email, do not, do not download anything from OpenSea. Do not click on any URL. Do not share your password or confirm any wallet phrases or private keys. And do not sign a wallet transaction. Do not do those things. Or you have the risk of being hacked. Moving into some new news today. The CFTC fired a lawsuit against Cornelius Stenenberg and Mirror Trading International Property Limited charging them with fraud and registration violations. The complaint accuses Stenenberg of engaging in international fraudulent multi-level marketing schemes that brought in 29,421 Bitcoin worth over $1.7 billion. Today's action comes at the same day the U.S. Department of Justice announced charges in four NFT rug pull cases that could have cost victims over $100 million. And one of those cases is Baller Ape Club NFTs. And they allegedly collected $2.6 million from Baller Ape NFT buyers, only to have shortly thereafter deleted their organization website, and launder the funds. The Vietnamese national who is charged, allegedly, from doing this could face up to 40 years in prison. Facebook begins testing Ethereum and Polygon NFTs on profiles. The users will be able to connect their cryptocurrency wallets to their Facebook profiles. And so this is where I I pause for a minute and make a little rant. We've already seen how bad Facebook slash meta is with your data. And now they want you to connect your wallet your public key, see everything you have done on chain with that wallet? No. I say no. Anyway, you'll be able to turn these NFTs into Facebook posts, profile pictures, which can be reacted to, liked, commented on, and shared just like any other post. Again, here's why I have another rant. Why would you do this? You want to show off your NFT? Great. 
cool, whatever. But if you're allowing people to also generate content off your NFTs, which is on-chain, the point of this is micropayments and that you can take some kind of be this part of this web three is you know just monetizing this ip or these individual things that you have that nobody else can have but now you're just letting them get shared willy-nilly like anything else i mean yeah you still own it it's only yours it's not everybody else's but there's supposed to be more to this this is what my opinion and maybe this is just the, the the start of it this is the foundation but I, I hope this develops more where you can monetize or somehow have some kind of ownership of every post that is then subsequently posted and shared and so on and so forth like there has to be some something more to it anyway it is apparent that meta is trying to be the home of web3 and web3 advocates oh also with this announcement the company has recently begun testing out changes to facebook groups to make them look more like discord that's interesting and finally the crypto queen ruja ignatova Ruza Ignatova, did I get that right? Anyway, she's the self-proclaimed crypto queen, but we're just going to call her crypto queen because honestly, her name's kind of hard. <laughs> anyway, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, so I don't want to butcher it too many times. Anyway, she's just been added by the FBI to the list of the top 10 most wanted fugitives. And the FBI is offering $100,000 for information leading to the crypto queen's arrest. Well, who is the crypto queen? Well, she's been on the run since 2017 and is accused of operating a massive Ponzi scheme involving cryptocurrency called OneCoin, allegedly defrauding investors for more than $4 billion through the OneCoin cryptocurrency company. They promised big returns and minimal risk. Wait, haven't we seen this like recently? Big returns, minimal risk? No, no, couldn't have. No, could, history could have repeated itself that fast. Anyway, if you do have information, get that $100,000. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back on Monday. And until then, good luck hodling, everyone. <laughs>